Welcome to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine nutrition research digested for you. Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like Purina Animal Nutrition, where swine research becomes your return on investment. Life Start Swine, facilitated by Trow Nutrition, distilled science and real-world advice for better on-farm decisions. Elbiotics, the postbiotic pioneer that helps maintain a healthy gut in pigs. Heat stress can start at temps as low as 75 degrees. Combat heat stress with Chemtrace Chromium. Visit chemin.com forward slash swine heat stress today. DSM can help you prepare, protect, and support resilience in your piglets, providing local swine expertise and complete, tailor-made solutions to help you achieve your vision. DSM Animal Nutrition and Health is shaping the future of pig care. I'm your host, Clayton Chastain, and today we have with us Dr. John Holt. He's a production consultant and founder of Integrated Animal Nutrition. So, John, before we start, would you mind giving the audience a short introduction about yourself? Yeah, thank you, Clayton, and uh, thank you for having me today. Um, yeah, I'm John Holt. Uh, as you mentioned, I, I'm right now uh, working in a private consulting business, which I started about four years ago, uh, called Integrated Animal Nutrition. Uh, where I provide technical assistance to swine, poultry, and aquaculture producers and companies in order to make their businesses work more effectively. And uh, my background is is kind of broad. I have uh, been involved in research um, both in academic settings as well as the industry with a couple of feed companies. So so I bring kind of both of those perspectives to the to the table as I as I help companies and and also conduct research and consulting. Gotcha. So today I kind of wanted to talk about some of work that you've done and especially about the what is considered, I guess, the forgotten nutrient, which is water. So it seems you and some of your colleagues in the past have done some studies on water and its importance in swine production. So let's start off with that. So like what, what has some of the research shown and what do you think is important for producers when it comes to water consumption? Yeah, well, I think you hit it, uh, hit the nail on the head there, Clayton. It's, it's really a forgotten nutrient. And, and I think, um, even though we we know water's there, we're kind of always thinking about our water usage. We we don't do a good job of measuring it or really taking it into account when we when we look at our productivity. So um, so I've always kind of paid attention to water as we conduct studies. Um, I've been I've been involved in around water studies almost my whole career, both academic and in the industry, because we've we've been involved with um, different water additives or or those type of things for different species, or obviously with aquaculture, you're always dealing with water. Um, so it's just something that I'm kind of always thinking about in terms of uh, not only quantity of water, but also the quality of the water that that either the animals are drinking or living in. So so some of the work we've done uh, has, has done work with um, different additives through the water as opposed to in the feed. When we talk about enzyme additives, I've uh, been around some, some flavoring uh, trials, um, and then also uh, just looking at water quality and, and the different aspects of, of water quality and how that might uh, affect performance of the pigs. And so that's not only with some of the uh, more familiar parameters, but also uh, took a look at even the water microbiome when we, when we did some studies. And, and the nice thing about water is you're always using it, so you can always kind of measure it. So any, any trial that you conduct can really be a water trial if you just collect the data and, and get some of those parameters. So so that's kind of nice. You can always make an, another project out of your existing projects. 
So with quality, like you mentioned, because a lot of studies with water, they talk about quantity and, you know, how much are they getting per minute, et cetera. Um, So what do you think is important when it comes to quality and what kind of parameters should someone be looking for? Yeah, well, I I think um, and and we've talked before, um, you know, I do think that that quantity and getting the water in the pigs, especially, it it can be um, just as important, if not more important than the quality of the water that, that we collect or that we measure. But but there's a lot of different parameters when it comes to um, nitrates, uh, different minerals, sulfur levels, um, even just the, you know, uh, iron levels is something we deal with a lot, especially in, in my area. Um, right now, we, we tend to see high iron levels. And so so these are parameters that, that are commonly uh, looked at. And we have many different ranges in the literature. So if you look at U.S. recommendations versus European recommendations on on what quality water looks like, um, you can see some pretty big ranges in, in terms of of what those parameters are, and um, unfortunately, kind of inconsistent. So, so really, um, you know, quality is important, and we have to measure it. But I think the the data is is maybe out of date um, in terms of, of what what we should be measuring and what we should look for because. There are um, studies and, and one that I, that I know of just really recent uh, work out of the University of Minnesota and Dr. Lee Johnson and his group um, took, you know, what would be considered poor quality water um, and then used really high quality water and, and separated those two water sources out, fed them to nursery pigs in, in a feeding trial, offered them either poor quality or high quality water. And, and really saw no differences in performance. And, and so some of these, uh, you know, in the iron levels, some of the mineral levels were really high. You know, we would consider it very poor quality water that they, that they used and really had no, no impact. And so, so that's why I think we really need to, to look at these water quality parameters again to, to determine what, you know, is, is poor quality really that poor when it comes to the actual management of the pig. Gotcha. And then one other thing we were kind of chatting about before we started um, was you were looking at different flow rates with pit, um, within pins when you were kind of looking more at the quantity side. So what did you see with the flow rates and how do you think that's cur- the current state of that and the uh, production systems are today? Yeah, that's a really good point, too. So so when we look at uh, flow rates and, and it's really important anytime, especially with with newly weaned pigs coming into a barn, um, that they always have access to, to water and figure out uh, how to get their water intake right away. Um, and, and so there's a lot of different strategies um, that can be used to get water into pigs at weaning. But, but it's something, you know, in terms of flow rate, you, you really have to measure this. You know, don't take for granted um, that the water is always going to be there. So, so we were conducting a feeding trial and add on a water component. We, we decided to, to look at flow rates. Um, I don't have all the data analyzed yet, but um, so I can't give concrete numbers here. But but when we looked at about 48 pens of nursery pigs and and measured the flow rate on those pens, um, every pen, and we did this uh, for about three days during the start of the trial, all of the waters that that we measured in all 48 pens fit into the normal range. And so right now, if you look at nursery recommendations for flow rate, it's probably between one to two cups a minute. 
Um, and if you, you, you know, go to the metric side, that's about 250 to, two, to 500 milliliters per, per minute. Okay. So, so that one to two cups is a pretty large range. And so we found that all of our pens met that one to two cups per minute. But when we looked at feed intake data over those same amount of time, those first three days to five days, um, I think we're going to see some, some differences in feed intake uh, with that higher flow rate being a little bit better in feed intake for those pigs, um, kind of regardless of where it was in that range. So, so that's why I think, um, you know, there's a lot of recommendations out there for flow rate, but, but they might need to be revisited because even within the, the ranges that are, that are out there, we might see some differences in intake. So based on kind of what you mentioned there, do you think this range of what you said is like one cup to two cups a minute of the acceptable flow rate like needs to be tightened and better controlled? Yeah, I think we could take a look. And, and again, it's, it's, you know, these water studies can be tough because they're easily confounded with, um, you know, form of the feed, pellets versus mash obviously makes a difference. Um, you know, size of the pig even makes a difference. But, but I think that work is important. It's very practical work um, that can be applied by producers. So I do think um, that we should spend more time looking at flow rates and, and water use, water recommendations. Um, it's not going away. And, and as a nutritionist, um, I certainly have heard a lot, especially, you know, in the last 10 years, um, you always hear, well, nutrient levels have changed and nutrient recommendations change. So we, we update amino acid levels. We're looking at vitamin levels. Um, but when is the last time you, you heard somebody say, oh, these new genetics need to have a new recommendation for water? Um, and, and so I do think, you know, we, we again, we forget that nutrient, right? As we said at the start, uh, we're, we're updating all of our other nutrient recommendations When's the last time we really thought about updating our water recommendations? Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like Healthy Farms by Bioverse, your manure management experts. Contact us for time and labor-saving solutions. Alltech, providing you proven specialty ingredients to maximize pig health, sustainability, and profitability. Novus International, Inc., a leader in swine nutrition solutions driven by science. DSM Animal Nutrition and Health is shaping the future of piglet care. Fibro Animal Health Corporation. Healthy animals, healthy food, healthy world. Animin, international supplier of bioavailable precision minerals to impact pigs' gut health. Entric challenges at weaning can trigger a cycle of poor pig performance. How do you interrupt the cycle? Learn what the teams from Purina and PMI are doing to address the cause of entric challenges and not just the symptoms. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show and uh, sharing all that data with us. It was a pleasure to have you on. All right. Thank you for your time, Clayton. And to everyone else, thank you for listening to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt podcast. Please visit us at swinenutritionblackbelt.com and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel so you won't miss out on the next episode. See you next week. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we are constantly on the lookout for the latest updates in swine nutrition. And if you have a swine nutrition related research trial that you would be able to share on our podcast, please send an email to nutritionblackbelt at swineit.com and we would love to talk about your research. See you later.